Hey everybody, welcome back to the Next Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Oscar, and all the way to the right of me is my lovely wife, Elma. And we have Emily again in the house here for another episode. I'm back, y'all. Glad to that's be right, back. That's right. Thanks for having me. And um, uh, as you guys might have guessed it, today's episode is our spooky paranormal episode. And I'll mm. just say it. Last episode, I wasn't here with you. But I know that there was some weird stuff going on with you and your energy Yo. turning off our cameras Dude, and you guys stuff. Did, yeah, you guys didn't see him behind the scenes, but you literally messed up our cameras. You got some crazy vibes up in here. Yeah, definitely some electromagnetic fields going on. <laughs> so we needed to have you back for the spooky episode. It was just one by one, like stuff started going down. And I yeah. was like, that happens when I'm around technology. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything when I came in and like, foretell it but it always happens so i say it after it happens i'm like <laughs> okay that's my bad it's not y'all <laughs> yeah and like yeah. just to kind of emphasize on that the camera that you mentioned that the, the battery right now that one we have it plugged in directly to the light source so like uh electricity source i mean yeah so it, it's you literally plugged to the outlet yeah so, so it doesn't understand. die out of battery yeah. and i tried like different um cables on it and it just wasn't working i'm like what the heck like our camera never does this mm-hmm. You know, and the other one just lost signal on the HDMI, and like literally first time that's ever happened. So, yeah, and like you even we were like, okay, we'll give it a little break to let it get some juice and recharge, yeah. and it still was like dead. Just didn't <laughs> want to go. Yeah, also, crazy. didn't even mention we have a like a fourth guest here. We yeah. got the homie Mufasa over there. <laughs> he was awake, so we decided for the last um, spooky episode we're filming okay here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he would join us, but we'll see how long he'll stay here with us. Yeah, he's very temperamental, so he might want to dip out after the first story. He's he was doing really good. Now. Yeah, he was just laying on my lap, and then as soon as we started, he wants out. Yeah, he saw the <laughs> like, camera as well, and he's like, loud. not not today. The camera shy? <laughs> I don't know that he's going to be able to stay here. <laughs> okay, we had him for the intro. <laughs> Okay, you can put him back. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a little wild. Thank <laughs> you. He's like getting tied on my um. Oh, wire. the wire. Oh. He usually likes to maneuver around, mm-hmm. and I feel like maneuvering around is what causes like hecticness. Oh. Well, that was short lived. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's all right. We're settled now. But without further ado, you guys want to go ahead and just jump into the first story of the night. Let's yes. start. All right. Get ready for the spooky vibes here. Someone spoke to me from my empty basement last night. What should I do? That's why we have that rule. Whatever house we get, there's not going to be a basement. There's not going to be No basement, no attic. Heck no, Yeah, that's creepy. The basement has to be like not one of those where there's one light dinging from (laughs) the movie. You know? It has to be like a man cave. Like something cool. Yeah. (laughs) Have Dance Dance Revolution down there. (laughs) You see, that's that's better not yeah. just uh, a closet uh, like a down a hole in the floor that you never go into and just a bunch of spider webs and, and stuff and a lock from the outside uh-huh. no thank you yeah, those are yeah. wild all right moving on with the story last night i couldn't sleep at all which is fairly normal since i work graveyard shifts and it's pretty much turned me into a night owl so even on my days off i'm usually up all night long so i'm up in bed watching a rom-com laughing and in a great mood and decided that i deserve to treat myself to the occasional drink my bar is in my basement, which is fully finished and furnished. It's pretty much a man cave. I spent my entire nights down there by myself or with the gang, and nothing strange has ever happened. 
so anything creepy or weird down there was absolutely the furthest thing from my mind. I finished laughing my butt off and head down there. I go behind the bar, pour myself a drink, and head upstairs. But as I'm on the second to last step to the first floor, from behind me I hear, Hey! Coming from downstairs in the middle of the basement. It was an older man's voice in their 50s, I think. I know the house is empty except for me, and it scared the absolute shit out of me. I looked down there and nothing moved. No one spoke or came forward, and I freaked the fuck out. I jutted up the last two steps and slammed the basement door closed. I'm wondering, did I imagine that? Is there someone in my house? And as I stand there panicking, I hear the same man's voice coming from down in the basement, but muffled by the door. By the intonation, he asked a question, then continued to talk right after. He was talking to me. The question sounded something like, where are you going? I couldn't make much out, especially what he said after that, but I was panicked. Adrenaline pumping and said, fuck this. Shit, someone broke into my house. I ran into the next door grabbed my flashlight, my handy-dandy baseball bat, and headed the hell back down there. Silence. Just silence. Slowly, I turned on every light in every room down there, ready to bash some homeless man's head in. I'm sorry to all the homeless people, but nothing. Every nook and corner checked, and the basement is completely empty except for my panicking and heavily breathing ass. I noped the fuck out of there, locked myself in my bedroom, and spent the next hour in crisis mode checking my basement cameras, which showed nothing, and no one, except for me pouring myself a drink, and then coming back down there and running around like a madman with a bat a minute later. I went to the basement this afternoon after I woke up, with my trusty bat in hand, and rechecked the whole place. I found nothing, no one, just me questioning both my sanity and reality. I know what I heard. That guy was pretty loud, and he was talking my direction and at me. Even through the door, I heard him talking down there at me up the stairs. It seemed like he was trying to have a conversation with me. I've never had any kind of break-in. This is a very safe neighborhood, or any kind of remotely strange experience down there in my 15 years here. Does stuff like this happen to people out there out of the blue, or am I finally losing my ever-loving mind? I don't know what to do. What do you guys think? Even if it was someone that had broken in, I don't think I would have gone down there. Maybe call the police. Be like, check. I think there's someone broke into my basement. Uh-huh. I think it just depends. I, I think it depends on the person. Like, whether you, you think you can take them on or not, you know? Like, this yeah. guy seemed like he he was ready to go, you know? He's like, <laughs> got my bat, you know? I'm yeah. going to go down there and beat someone up. And maybe he did have that one door that's like, oh, I can lock it, and hopefully he won't get out so I can go get a weapon and come yeah. take this yeah. guy on. Because it's like the cops don't always show up in time, or it's like, maybe they don't fuck with cops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. I think also, I would have not slept in my own house that day. I would have called someone, hey. So, yeah. Hey, brother, can can I sleep on your couch tonight? I'm not. Get like there. a, I don't know. Depending on your belief, get like a pastor or like a monk in there. Bro, at one a.m. Dog, yo, no, ain't no pastor okay, working no, no, at no, night shift, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you stay at someone else's place and then you deal with it. Maybe when there's light, <laughs> I wouldn't be there in the dark. I, I have a thing with the dark. <laughs> yo, I ain't gonna lie. Um, you want to believe like I'm a fight instead of a flight type of person? But uh, there was an instance, like, a while back, like, a few months ago, 
where I w- she was in Mexico and I was alone in the house and I was just minding my own business, you know, just having fun. And then um, I go because I hear knocking on the door, like on our on our um, patio door. And um, like I, here. Yeah, here. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you can you can tell, you know, it's, it's made out of glass. Mm-hmm. So our patio, patio door, you can see out there. And but we had the shades down, and I hear knocking, knocking. I'm like, dang, who's aggressively knocking my freaking, you know, glass yeah. door? So I went out there, and I start like, um, uh, I I put up the shades to check, like, yo, who the fuck is you know knocking on my glass? And as as soon as I put up the shades, and I can actually see, and it was dark, but it was nighttime. Mm-hmm. It was like a homeless guy bleeding out, like he was just covered in blood. <gasps> and I was like, yo, what the fudge? And at that point. And he was, and then he started trying to talk to me. He's like, hey, man, hey, man, come on. Let me in, man, come on. And he was knocking, like, so aggressive. Oh, my God. And at that point, I was like, I, I maybe I, I, I took, like, two seconds to really evaluate the situation to see, like, what would I do? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I was like, I'm not going to mess with this, dude. Like, I am going to try to figure this out. So I went to, like, the front office to try to get a security guard to, like, come to my door and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I guess what's the right move? Do you fight someone that's trying to get into your home or is in your home or should you try to avoid the situation altogether you know the way so. that i see things is my safety first yeah. so i i'll leave i don't care if he is able to break in and steals my shit like my shit mm-hmm. can be replaced eventually yeah. you know um but i'm taking care of me <laughs> i'm getting out yeah i was thinking the same you'd rather be safe than sorry yeah. and like you can definitely replace all your stuff exactly what she said now what do you guys think happened here what do you think what do you think was the boys that was like, hey, and then started asking questions and talking. What I kind of do believe that it might be something. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that makes me believe that is when we are already thinking, oh, there's something in my house or you're already spooked from watching yeah. scary movies. It helps your you're helping your mind play games on you. So it mm-hmm. makes it easier for you to perceive things in a spooky way that it might not be. But this person was watching rom-coms, has been living there for 15 years. 15 years, has yeah. no prior thought of anything spooky. And to hear that, I think that's a little bit different. You know? Yeah. You don't just hear it. No, yeah. If you don't expect anything. Yeah, if he, like, moved into the house and they're like, oh, yeah, a million people died here. They're all <laughs> buried in your backyard and be like, okay, I'll probably hear some yeah. shit. But he's just been living there 15 years, was mm-hmm. it? Did you say man cave? Yeah, yeah. it was a man cave, I was yeah. going to say yeah. that. I was like, in the attic, I'd want a man cave. Yeah, like, that's his jam. And now someone's always like, ooh, like, <laughs> Yo, where what? did you come from? Get some sage up in there. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you got to deal with that. I, I believe that he heard something, too. I think it's brave what he did to go down there when he thought it was um, someone broken in. Mm-hmm. But also checking the cameras. I don't know if I, like, being by myself mm. at night, 1 a.m., I don't think I can pull myself together to even look at the cameras because i'd be scared of what i'd see what if you do yeah. see something i, I don't know I, just, I think the move is to grab the footage like on an sd card or something and then what i would do is i would like maybe put it on my camera and then drive like 20 minutes out and then watch it somewhere yeah, like at a starbucks or something there. yeah, yeah. what if you do see something what do you do like, then i'll come you in know? here with them I'm, here at the, I'm making this up now but i'm here in the furthest part of my home all the way in the back there's my room yeah and i'm kind of I would need to book it to the yeah. end, you know? No, I, I need to be far away from there or it needs to be the next morning that I'm looking at that footage, but not not right then and there. Facts, facts. All right, update time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, update. 
It happened at 1.50 a.m. At this point, I believe it most likely was paranormal and I think I'm going to go down there tonight to repeat the same exact process at the same time and see what happens. Draw them out. <laughs> My curiosity has gotten the better of me and I want to know what he slash it has to say. If, it, if it's actually an intruder, I'm coming prepared this time, but it should still be very interesting. Update number two. Oh, I would just be scared of going down there and then being locked down there. Like the door closes or something. Donezo. All by themselves too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I would have gotten like my friend or something at that yeah, point. Like, yeah. bro, not by yourself. Update number two. I've been down here from 1.45 a.m. until 3 a.m. Walking around asking and looking and nothing. Part of me feels like it needs the darkness or even just that element of unpredictability in order to manifest. Maybe it needs a buildup of energy, which it discharged last night, so it's tapped out right now. No idea. I have nothing to show for it tonight, but don't say that I didn't try. So uh, You tried way more than I would. <laughs> mm-hmm. Should have been out the second you they heard were that. were determined, not gonna lie. I've, I've heard stuff, but I don't know what it is. It might be... Most of them have always been when I'm by myself, and especially when I was younger, um, my parents would go to Mexico and I wouldn't want to go, so I would stay the weekend by myself at the house. And just going into another room and hearing in one of my family members' voice, someone call my name. Like, it would be my mom's voice or my brother's voice usually, just, like, say my name. And I look and, like, I know they're, like, 200 miles away <laughs> right now. It... it but I think that in situations like that, it was most likely me freaking myself out than by myself. Mm-hmm. But still, one of the worst things to hear when you're by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this might be a little more transparent, but uh, a little while back, we did shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting that story out there. And um, uh, it was, like, fun at first. Like, it was really, really fun. Yeah. And then we were, like, in a cabin, by the way, in the middle of, like, the hills. It was so, a like, big bear. It'd be like bear. that, yeah. And um, and uh, it was it was all fun and everything. And at night, I was, like, trying to fall asleep. And then I closed my eyes. And, like, I kept getting woken up because she kept talking to me. But it wasn't her. Oh. Uh, I was asleep. And I was not sleep talking. I, I yeah. was I was asleep. So, and he was awake. Like, I want to say it's like the shrooms, you know? Obviously, like, you know, if you're, if you're doing some some sort of, like, drugs and stuff, Your you might... Your mind is still active. Yeah, but it was, like, the scariest shit ever, dude. Because, yeah. like, she'd be she'd be telling me things like, hey, I can't I can't breathe. Like, help me, help me, help me. I can't breathe. Like, yeah. hey, come over here. I can't breathe. Come over. And I'd wake up, and I'm like, hey, are you okay? Like, are you good? And she's I like, what are you so doing? I so confused because he would wake me up. And he, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Are, are you good? What? And I wish that in those moments he would tell me that what was going on. But he would be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Go back to sleep. Were you still was, tripping? Were y'all dude, like, I, like a lot? <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't even that much, oh. honestly. Like, it was only enough for us to have fun. That, yeah, was, that was it, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, like, it kept happening. Like, I, I kept like, okay, I'm just going to go back to sleep and stuff. And, like, to me, the reason I didn't tell her is because I'm like, I need to fight this battle, you know? Like, this is my demons, you know? <laughs> like, I ain't going to bring her into this. Because she also did it. So, like, I didn't want to trip her out and have mm. her, you know? That's so, like, yeah. um... Uh, but I do like for most of the night, I just kept hearing her talk to me and That's she'd be crazy. like, she'd be like, and it sucks. Cause like, I don't know if it's her or not, you know, but she'd be telling me things like, like, help me. I can't breathe right now. Like, I, I really, really need your help. And I'm like, dude, 
like what am i supposed to do you know yeah i so. mean well i've heard that um on some other substances that my friends took they were in a relationship and literally same thing she was like um yeah he was like talking to me in his sleep but like it wasn't him this and that but like i guess not yeah it was kind of in a creepy way but they've like taken it a lot of times so they don't like get it let it get to them like yeah. that so they also just kind of brushed it off but i've definitely heard that story before i personally have never experienced anything like that because i feel like um i'm pretty good at like controlling my mind in those situations mm. or like calming myself down like my boyfriend's yeah. really good at helping me out with that but we've never experienced anything like paranormal i'd say or like different i don't know <laughs> different entity type of vibes i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. well if you guys want to go ahead and jump over to the next story, we'll get more into that kind of world. Okay. You guys ready for it? Yeah. All right. Next story is, there's something living in my woods. I live on a 13-acre property in an area of my state where the suburbs turn to rural farmland. My parents live in the main house near our road, while my fiance and I converted one of the barns on the back half of the property into our house. Our house and another barn are set in a pretty wide clearing slash pasture, but beyond that, we're surrounded by woods on three sides. All of this is to say, we don't get many visitors around here. From the time we moved into the house almost a year ago, there have been some occasions where I get this inexplicable feeling of terror while outside at night. I have lived in the woods my whole life, including in places far, far more remote than here, but I've never had this feeling. The woods are my home. In every other place that I've lived, I felt like my woods, but not here. I've repeatedly had that feeling that I'm trespassing on someone else's land, someone who's not happy to have me here. The other night, I took my dog out for his last walk. It was around 11 p.m., so it was pitch black outside the ring of light cast by the floodlights on the side of the house. As I was walking towards the edge of the tree line where my pup likes to do his business, I heard a sound like someone imitating the hood of an owl coming from the direction of the other barn about 30 yards away at our right. I was so certain that it was a human making the noise that I called out, haha very funny dad. I assumed it was my father closing up the barn for the night and he was taking the opportunity to try to spook me. No one called back. It was at this point that my dog lifted his head from sniffing all over and froze, staring in the direction of the barn. His hair stood up along his spine and he started to give a low, menacing growl. Now this dog is obsessed with all people and animals. Everyone is a friend waiting to be made. I've never seen him act aggressively towards anything, even other dogs that have tried to fight him. My dad especially is his favorite person on the whole planet, so there's no way he would have started to growl at him. It was my turn for all the hair on my neck to stand up as a cold wave of fear hit me like a brick. My dog has stopped right at the edge of where the light met the darkness of the woods. Normally, the light gradually dissipated into the trees. It's still providing enough visibility to see the outline of trees and shrubs, but this time, it ended with a solid wall of black. Suddenly, I heard the same fake owl sound from only a few feet away, just on the other side of darkness. My dog jumped and immediately started barking, putting himself between me and the sound. He's only a little guy, so I darted forward, scooped him up, and took off running toward the house. Behind me, I heard the sound again, but this time it had a strange warble to it, almost like laughter. The next morning, when I went out to check on the barn, I found that the doors had partially broken off the slide and were swung past each other the wrong direction like someone had tried to force them open the wrong way. 
there were no signs of footprints in the sawdust or dirt or any other signs of an intruder. I have no idea what that was out there that night, but suffice to say my dog and I stay well within the floodlights when we go out after dark now. Animals have a different sense. Yeah, I was already going to say like when that person started feeling terror, I was like, you can definitely sense energy. Um, And as soon as he mentioned the dog's hair stood up, I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's pretty. That's a telltale sign. (laughs) You should get out of there. Yeah, you're totally right. You can even just from regular people, you can tell when someone has bad intentions. You just feel different and you can feel like you were saying that energy yes. and for your dog to act like that who uh-huh. loves everyone uh-huh. uh i would not be walking that dog at night no more it would be daytime only yeah and they said that like they've the woods is their home their place so it's not yeah. like it's a new like strange feeling for them you know so this is kind of like what i was talking about in the last story where there are actual spirits that can mimic people's voices and and sound and and um as sound of animals and stuff like that and that's how i kind of wanted to get into the story too because that that is like something that you've mentioned in the past that i've never thought about like i've never um uh, thought much of when you were like oh, yeah i heard my dad and my my brother like trying to talk to me you know and i remember when you were telling me that story and you're like the room just felt heavy and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, then while trying to find stories for um uh, for this episode there were a lot of people that were saying the same thing. Like I was walking down the hallway and I heard my, my girlfriend call my name. And so I went out and my girlfriend wasn't in that room. And then I heard her call again from here and she wasn't in that room either. She was like downstairs the whole time, you know, like, so there's like spirits that can mimic people's voices and I guess, you know, animals too. So not comfortable. I don't want to hear a loved one (laughs) that isn't there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, my boyfriend like meditates a lot, like a lot more than me. Like we're both on the spiritual journey, but he mm-hmm. makes it like part of his daily routine multiple times a day. And That's like, awesome. When he, yeah, when he first started um, trying to learn how to like astral project and like really other dimensions type of stuff, he was hearing this like girl voice calling his name Damn. and he was like, he like came out of his trance thinking that it was his mom calling him. Yeah. Um. But he literally like opened it and she was like knocked out, like sleeping in her room or something, and it wasn't. But he was like so sure it was like a very familiar voice. It wasn't me though. He thought it was his mom saying D'Anthony, D'Anthony. So he literally like woke up from his meditation and yeah. it was nothing. And he was like, "What the heck?" Like still to this day, he doesn't know what was out there calling him. Yeah. yeah. Speaking on that, uh, my grandma last year passed away mm-hmm. of. Um, because of covid and that devastated my mom absolutely devastated her and i guess my mom and my grandma had kind of made a pact saying hey we don't know what's beyond right Mm -hmm. but like let's reach out to each other whoever is the one to pass away obviously my mom thought it was gonna be um later in life you know but uh my mom once my grandma passed away like try to talk to her and I was scared because I didn't want my mom being in a vulnerable space reaching out to my grandma and something else reaching back yeah Yeah, I definitely agree 
you never know like what type of spirits you're trying to connect with out there who's like you said trying to imitate yeah. a loved one yeah it's definitely scary stuff you gotta like whenever you're trying to open yourself to that type of communication you gotta take measures to protect yourself and <laughs> i don't know whatever it may be because i'm not too into that stuff but when we kind of used to talk to this like psychic lady I um when I was meditating I started astral projecting really fast and in one of my meditations I was seeing like faces um first I saw this man it was like a bald like white man and they were mm -hmm. like this close to my face obviously my yeah. eyes are closed whatever I'm seeing it in my head and usually I'll see either nothing or I'll see like me and my boyfriend or like landscapes like the beach or stuff when I'm meditating but yeah. this time it was literally like a white man's face and then all of a sudden it was like an asian man that looked like a war like a warrior like samurai type of with the beard and stuff but two kind of like frightening men like they intimidated me that's the vibe yeah. i got from them so i told the sidekick and she's like oh like you need to be careful um astral projecting and stuff she's like i didn't think you were gonna like get there this quickly but she's like i need to put some restrictions on you so you don't go to those places because mm. you don't know who's going to reach out to you they can act like there's their nice entity yeah and as soon as you let them in like it's bad so she's like those figures you saw were probably like war figures and like your warrior side of the family trying to contact you this and stuff i was like okay yeah you can you can cut that off. <laughs> I was like, that's too much for me. I'm good. I yeah. Don't that right now. <laughs> so she does like candle work and she goes to the temple and stuff a lot. Yeah. I don't know that's too much about all that. Mm -hmm. I think I don't want anyone coming back. Like, let's say when my parents do pass away, I think I'd rather them wait for me. <laughs> don't come and yeah. try to talk to me because I think that would scare me. The only time I've ever heard anybody else that I actually don't know who it was um was when i feel like i get night terrors but i don't get like um uh, what's that thing where you're sleep paralysis yeah i don't get sleep paralysis mm -hmm. I, I at least i don't think i do but i get night terrors every now and then what's where that? like I'm, i just came up with it on the spot <laughs> no i think it's a but thing like is it okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna this this is what i think it is I, I i have no idea if this is actually what it is but essentially like i'll be like asleep and then something will wake me up and then I I then get like an, a like a, a crazy amount of like fear like crazy terror. stupid amount of terror where I can't move like I cannot move at all like if I really want to I can't and I start sweating and I get so hot like my body just starts like really getting hot and um uh, and usually when those, when that happens I I can't move at all so I just kind of try to like stay there until I just fall asleep again. So I don't know if that's considered night terror. Or I don't even know what that's that considered. That does sound like sleep paralysis. Oh, is it? Because okay. paralysis is where, like, you can't move. So mm. not everyone will see, like, people describe seeing, like, dark figures or, like, yeah. demons. Or sometimes people say, like, oh, they feel like someone's sitting on their chest. Um, in mm. Vietnamese, they call that, like, a, a ghost sitting on your chest. But then where your body freezes up, that's, like, paralysis. So, okay. Yeah, you're probably getting that. So I've always thought about it, like, because um, she's gotten, like, pretty heavy sleep paralysis. Yeah. I I always associate it to the way she's gotten it. She can go into it in a second. But I the way I've done it, or I guess the, the way you're describing now, is, like, I, I just feel heavy. Like, I feel so fucking heavy, and I can't move at all. Mm. And, like, one of the last times that it happened, and, again, I don't I don't like telling this stuff to her 
because I don't want to freak her out, you know? But you should. But, like, but I don't I'm want to because I know, but like, <laughs> I don't want to do that to you, you know? So one of the last times that it happened, um, we were asleep and I was like trying to shake it off, you know, like trying to get out of it. And, uh, and normally like uh, nothing ever happens, but this time I was like really trying to sleep. And then all of a sudden from like the corner of the room, I hear like, Hey, shh, shh, stay quiet. Shh, shh. And I was like, it's Mufasa. Dude, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yo. And at that point I was like, yo, what the hell was that? This is the first time I hear about this. Oh my yeah. Cause I don't want to scare you, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, and I was like, yo, what's going on? Like, I even, it was, I could hear it so clearly. Someone told me, or someone just said it, like, if you, if he was talking to somebody else, like, hey, shh, 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 quiet, quiet. And I'm like, what's, so that kind of stuff freaks me out. And that's the only, only other time other than, like, the substances experience that I've heard someone try to talk to me or talk in general. I did not know that story. But you've gotten, like, crazier stuff happen to you. Yeah, I, I've, it's specifically in this place that I've had a lot of sleep paralysis. And I don't know why, like, I'm having that. Because nothing scares me of this place. This place was built in 2018. So it's pretty new. I don't think, oh, I guess I don't know what was here before. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, like, a mental hospital <laughs> was here and so they just crazy. built it over. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, and we're by a hospital. I don't know. We are right next yeah. to the hospital. But the ones that I've experienced here really suck. I, I really don't like those. Um, there was one that was sleeping here on the couch, and Oscar was on the island, um, and he was like, editing or something. So I could see him in, in the position that I was sleeping in. And in my sleep paralysis, I think that I'm awake because I can see him, but I can't move. And it feels like hours of me not being able to move and me trying to scream for him like to help me. And I know noise comes out. And that specific one, I felt like I was able to eventually stand up. But as soon as I would stand up, I would get thrown back and then I would stand up walk a step and then get thrown back and i really couldn't get out of it but in reality the whole time i was laying laying down. down does it happen when you're like laying in the same position all the time i heard it happens if you like lay on your back i don't sleep on my back really yeah so, so are you like in a ball I, I'm, I'm a ball on the side dang i don't know because that's one thing i heard like they're like oh don't sleep on your back you'll get sleep paralysis so i oh. always lay like that too but it's never happened to me no, I've had a lot here. And they, at the end, I think you always end up helping me because I end oh. up getting a grunt out. Like, oh, of trying. muster of something. Yeah, and then nice. he, he comes and wakes me up. But the first sleep paralysis I ever got was the worst one because I actually heard something. Um, it, I, I was born or raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. And part of that is when you get baptized as a baby, um, your godmother gives you a, a necklace uh so it's like a, a necklace and mine had uh like a jesus image in the center it was a circle and i wore it for like 20 years and then it broke and the week that it broke is when i experienced my first sleep paralysis like two days after i was sleeping on my side and i felt that pressure that you were talking about mm -hmm. i felt like someone was pushing down on me mm -hmm. and i heard like in a demonic voice and it wasn't talking to me 
it was just saying, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. Yes, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. And like if it was talking to something else that was telling it not to. Mm. But it was like fighting it, being like, no, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. And I was just trying to move and scream. And finally, I just started crying. And that's when he woke up and he was like, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, um, those crazy. are not they yeah. don't feel nice <laughs> yeah i mean i recently just had like i wear this um little it's like a buddhist necklace but it's kind of like our version of the virgin mary um just because my grandma raised me and she always had her necklace so it also kind of reminds me like oh my grandma so she get, got me this necklace and then um it also the string recently broke luckily nothing like that has happened to me i guess like i said usually like i kind of brush stuff off um so i don't think any like that unfortunate thing has happened but i heard if your necklace breaks there um it's protecting you from something and it like was successful so you're oh. safe yeah that's maybe why like your necklace broke blah blah, blah. yeah it's like oh it's protecting you from something that back. gave me chills <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. should put it back i should get it fixed <laughs> yeah well I, I remember that night um when that happened because i was you were like crying so much yeah. because of that and um, i had never experienced sleep paralysis in my life before so yeah. i was really scared yeah. and i remember um i it's my aunt she like is somewhat uh very religious and uh she gave me a a necklace with a little cross on it a rosary yeah is that what it's called mm -hmm. um and i i have always kept it with me but i've never worn it none of that and um i always keep it like in a in a drawer or something and that night, um, uh, she it was, was like, freaking recently, out. We had recently moved there, yeah. so we she, had things packed up. Yeah, and she um, uh, she was freaking out. And then um, uh, I went to go look for it, and I found it. And then I I, I put like a little thumbtack. Nail? Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, like a nail thing, you know, a little yeah, thumbtack yeah, thing yeah. on the on the top of our bed. And like I like put the necklace on top of there. And then she fell asleep, and she was all good. Mm. So it just I don't know if like that necklace replaced the one that she was wearing, like. And it just made her feel good again, but mm -hmm. crazy stuff like that. Well, with that theme of sleep paralysis, oh. let's go ahead and jump over to the next story, okay? Okay. All right, next story is a sleep paralysis experience that shifted my beliefs. I've always been intrigued by tales of cryptids in the paranormal, but I never had any personal experiences to share. To be honest, the lack of substantial evidence for such phenomena was somewhat comforting. Despite their fascination, these phenomena can be frightening. However, I experienced something about 10 years ago that completely shifted my perspective on the paranormal and spirituality. The short version is this. A decade ago, I reconciled my first love after a painful separation. She was already three months pregnant with another man's child. Yes, it sounds like a simp story, but it was a decision that I put a lot of thought into and it ultimately changed my life. Fast forward to now, we're happily married with two kids and our daughter is turning 10 next month. During this emotional turmoil, I experienced something I can only describe as sleep paralysis. I woke up unable to move, but I could move my eyes. I saw an all-black figure featureless, crawling over my legs and towards my pregnant wife. Despite my attempts to scream or move, I was helpless. The figure reached my wife and was sitting between her legs with its hands on her legs, and I felt an intense, overwhelming feeling of dread. This horror was so profound that I awoke, kicking, accidentally hitting my wife's pregnant stomach. She and the baby were okay, but we were both shaken. 
This happened again three nights later when I felt like I was being pulled under the bed, like head first sliding under the headboard until I was completely underneath the bed all while this figure was at the foot of the bed sitting. Yet again, I awake in a panic, this time hitting my wife again. She started placing pillows between us for protection while we tried to understand what was happening. In the days that followed, I was haunted by sudden waves of intense fear and an unshakable feeling of not being alone. Even during that day, at work or while driving, I found myself constantly looking over my shoulder. The sensation was that strong. Desperate for help, I took my wife's advice and reached out to a pastor from her church. I poured out my experiences and fears to him, and he suggested a spiritual remedy. He told me to walk through our house holding a Bible and to rebuke the presence in the Lord's name. Skeptical but desperate, I followed his advice. Alone in the house, armed with only a Bible and a face of rebuke, I did as instructed. Initially, I didn't feel any change, but then slowly, the fear began to recede. Since that day, I've never experienced anything similar. I can't offer a scientific explanation for what I experienced but it was a powerful personal confirmation that there's more to our world than what we can perceive with our senses. Whether you can classify it as paranormal, spiritual, or religious, I chose to view this as evidence that if unseen forces of evil exist, then there must also be forces of good. Take from my story what you will, but I needed to share it. Oh my gosh, that's so horrible. Yeah. Oh, like, I don't know what the intention of this being was to harm your wife, but it was like somehow it would have also kind of control him to hurt her, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, oh, it just, no. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I've heard this story. You asked if I've like experienced anything paranormal. I didn't firsthand, but my mom's ex-boyfriend um he had this house out in lakewood so like long beach area and i think he's been living there for years it was just him his mom and then his son noah noah was probably like four years like younger than six years old so you know they say like kids mm -hmm. can see uh, spirits and stuff it's because i guess if you're under um the teenage years you're more in tune with the spiritual realm it's like the veil is thinner so they yeah. can see those spirits so they were just playing in the house um and noah was like daddy like what's that and dad's like what's what and oh. <laughs> noah's like oh that man in like all white he's like crawling over there yeah and he's like what is he like why is he crawling away, over bro. here <laughs> and chad's like what man and he was like oh he's like crawling in the hallway like some creepy shit and chad's like oh you know forget him like let's just play like blah blah, blah try to change the subject but um yeah so kids can see ghosts which is what there's like a whole tiktok section like dedicated to kids being able to see ghosts oh. there was like this one recently that i saw where um this mom is like walking towards the hallway because she hears her kid um like coming out of the bathroom and uh the kid is like really really young by the way it's like a four-year-old kind of kid like barely able to talk and stuff and she goes and she's like hey buddy who are you talking to and the kid is just like in the front of the of the bathroom pointing towards the vents and then he she's like uh, she goes close to him and he says i'm talking to the man up there and then <laughs> And then uh, the the mom is like, "There's no one up there," and he's like, "Yeah." He said hi, and then she's like, "There, no, there's nobody up there. What are you doing?" He's like, "He's talking." He said hi, and, and I'm like, "Dude, no, like, don't say that to me, kid. Like, I, 
Bruh. Yeah, my mom did tell me some stories. Like, I don't remember it now that I'm grown, but her and my aunts, like, they all know. They're like, oh, you used to have an imaginary friend. I guess that's what oh. they want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, her name was Allie, and I literally would always, like, call her that. It was, like, the same person coming to play with yeah. me. And literally, like, I would be having, like, tea parties with, like, my stuffed animals and my aunt. And then I'm like, oh, like, can Ali join us? And then my aunt is like, um, that, you know, maybe, like, <laughs> maybe not right now. And then I'm like, oh, no, but, like, Ali wants to play. And my aunt's like, okay, like, she can come play. And I'm like, no, but you had to invite her to play. Like, oh, yeah. Dude, no, bro. Literally. Yo. Tea time mom, over. <laughs> I was Done. like, hey, Ali. <laughs> you know, all scared and shit. Or sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, she's sitting right next to you and then my mom will be like oh okay let's ask Allie <laughs> to go home now <laughs> so yeah i had an imaginary friend and you don't remember any of that no dude that's crazy i, I wasn't yeah. even like a weird kid i had real friends like, <laughs> online and at school so i didn't need i was the only child but okay so maybe before preschool it was a little rough <laughs> maybe before preschool but once i got into school i had friends my aunt, she said, um, she told a story where it, it's in Guadalajara, in the street that my family lives in, there's like four of us, uh, like four houses, and it's like my family. And the way that, that houses are in that area, you don't have a front yard or anything, so your front door is literally right on the, the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. okay. So the, it's the sidewalk and then the door is right there. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess in our culture there, when we wake up and we start our day, we open our front door and we leave it open the whole day. So, like, neighbors come and wave as they go throughout the street or whatever. And that's just how everyone is. Like, they're not very closed off. It's kind of just a community there. Mm -hmm. And my aunt has her son there. So, my cousin who has a, a kid. So, her grandchild. And they often will drop her off with my well my aunt to take care of uh, her grandchild for them and she is used to it so she says she was sitting in the couch next to the uh, door and she was like reading a book or something and she sees a little girl run through so she's like oh they dropped her off you know like yeah. nothing special a couple minutes later my cousin comes and they drop off her daughter so they my aunt was really confused she's like didn't you guys come back come through earlier they're like no we, we we just got here she's like i swear a little girl came, came so i don't know whose daughter that is she didn't go into anything thinking spiritual or anything like that yeah. so she's like someone else ran in so she stands up and there's no backyard or anything so there's no other exit there's only the front, front door, door and that's it and even um the houses are like next to each other so the walls all the other three walls or other houses. houses yeah so there's there's nothing the, there's no other place so she just goes and cannot find anyone and she's like she swears she saw a little girl run through and got inside yeah that that's that stuff creeps me out because like that area is not like it's new area you know like that's that's been sitting there for a while you know yeah and, and it's been the different. house that i grew up in so the stories that my older brother and a lot of people have experienced things in that house. Um, at one point, 
when my dad was younger and they had it like a housekeeper, uh, she quit because um, she, she got scared. Stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. the shit in the paranormal activity yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Do you guys want to hear another um, study paralysis story or do, you, or do you want to hop onto a different story? What do you guys feel? I'll give you guys the option for this one. Let's do another sleep paralysis. Yeah, you like it? All right. <laughs> this episode might be a little bit of an extra long episode. I hope you guys are cool with that. All right. More content for the people. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Next sleep paralysis story. My boyfriend sleep talked for the first time. Since it's spooky season, I thought I might share this one with y'all. I, 19 female, have been with my boyfriend, 21 male, for over four years now. Throughout our relationship, he told me he keeps experiencing sleep paralysis and that it became more and more frequent. He had maybe one or two the first three years, but last year he kept getting worse. We're both students and for the past two years he's been living in a rented apartment with a good friend of his. Sometimes I spend the night there as well. One time in May, he told me he experienced sleep paralysis again and that he was aware and awake but wasn't able to move or say anything, like his lips were glued together. He said he tried to scream my name to wake me up so I could help him, but nothing ever came out of his mouth. He also mentioned that he kept seeing in one of the corners of the room a big black shadow that made him feel nauseous. He eventually got out of it and went back to bed. Next day, I was still there. He asked me to stay with him in case something happens again because he's starting to get a bit scared. I tried to stay awake in case something happens, but I think I immediately fell asleep. <laughs> Lol. So this is how I was awoken up in the middle of the night. I heard some sounds and immediately opened my eyes. Here was my boyfriend, laying on the side with his back to me, resting his head on one hand and saying random shit in a language I have never ever heard before, looking at the exact same corner that he mentioned about when he had the sleep paralysis. The weirdest thing is that it seemed like he was having an actual conversation. He would talk and then stop, like if somebody was answering. And then he would talk again and so on. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And I called his name. He immediately stopped talking. And then the heaviest silence filled the room for what seemed like an eternity. Then he started hysterically laughing for a few seconds and then passed out. I checked to see if he was okay. He started snoring, so at least I knew he fell back to sleep. I wasn't able to sleep that night. I turned around and cried until I saw the light outside. Next day, I told him about it, and he apologized for scaring me. I said that it's not his fault, but it was clear that he felt bad. We asked his friend if he heard anything. He said no, which made me feel like maybe I was just dreaming. But then he added that he woke up as well that night, but wasn't able to move. Felt like he couldn't breathe and claimed that he saw the weirdest shadow in the corner of his room. The thing is, the apartment was consecrated. It's a tradition here that at the start of every year, everyone gets their house consecrated. They also have icons on every wall of the apartment from the owners who left them there. When they came by to take the rent, my boyfriend told them about the incident. They called a priest and they consecrated the place again. He moved back at the start of October for university. We'll see how it goes. No. I don't. Oh, she said that they've been together four years. If minute. it had been less than that, I think I would have been out, out of there. <laughs> yeah, four years. If he's never done that, then it's like, ooh. And he told her to stay up with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like take care of me, kind of thing. Man, he warned her too, and now he's out here speaking in different tongues. Like Yo. that's some creepiness. 
I think the laughter is what's like weirdest yeah. to me. Like, just imagine. Okay, it's it's. Well, first it's a whole other language. That yeah, it's hella creepy. Yeah. I think okay. What's weird is like when she mentioned his name, like hey, whatever, right? His name is. It stopped. It stopped and as if like they both acknowledged that like oh we're not alone. Like she heard us, which is weird. But then, like, laughter in the middle of the night when it's pitch black mm -hmm. is, like, the worst thing you could probably hear at that night time, you know? I don't know how she went back to sleep, like, or try she didn't go back uh, to sleep. I wouldn't. But she, I would have turned on the lights. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to stay there. Well, the she probably, honestly, like, at that moment, she probably was, like, paralyzed with fear as well. Like, yeah. do you think you can do you get yourself up to, to get up? After like that happened, I wouldn't even want my feet to be like Dude. out of the blanket. I'd be all. <laughs> I think right. honestly, I might. I um, this might sound fudged up, but I might just like push you to so you can fall off the bed, so you can wake up, <laughs> oh. so that you can like do something about it. Because I'm like, bro, the heck? you know what? That is really scary because of everything of my sleep paralysis. You have always been what I call out for for help. You know, mm -hmm. so. If you are the one being the creepy one, yeah. that's horrible. Like, who do I reach out to for help? You know, like, at least if we're scared, like, we can comfort each other. Yeah. But when you're the cause of me being scared, there's nothing in a locked room alone. Oh. That's Donzo. Yeah. Donzo. Oh, oh, man. I don't like that. Um, I will say, you say that you're scared of the dark. Yeah. I think... I've always been a little daring when it comes to the dark. Uh, when I was younger and I would have my room uh, when I lived in Mexico, I had like uh, the life-size dolls where they're like really tall dolls. Mm -hmm. So it's like the size of a kid, you know? So I had one of those and, um, and I had it like on the corner of my bedroom. And I also had a porcelain doll. Mm -hmm. So I had them together and they look creepy at night Hell you know yeah. but what i would do like i would on purposely look at them because i'm like because i'm like you're not gonna scare me you know <laughs> like, that's how i i've always been um and now like even even how you're saying i don't want to get out of my blanket mm -hmm. whenever i feel scared i don't like that scared feeling to overpower me so i um purposely like take out my leg and dangle it on the side of the bed i'm like okay there see nothing's happening dude, nothing's one happening of these days bro you're, you're playing a bad game dude one of these days you're just gonna get a little tug and see what's happening now. oh my gosh that would no, Dude. no. My point <laughs> no, is to grow. Yeah, you're yeah. good. I need to do that too. So I sleep in pitch black. Oh, I can't do that. I just can't. Well, you like, do. Well, I had to for a long time, but I'm like, I can't do this. So then we, now we open a little bit of the we, curtain because I like. I like to. Haven't okay. opened in a while. Well, yeah. yeah, I just don't like it, but you know, I, I love you. It's so like, oh, <laughs> like compromise. I so gotta do it. You know, one wall of our bedroom is complete, basically, um, um windows. So I have blackout curtains, blackout curtains, and then I turn off all the lights. Uh, so that way, uh, I wouldn't experience what he experienced. I can't see a shadow if it's already all, all pitch black. Yeah, Dude, the last like maybe a week and a half, no, close to two weeks now that I've been building this episode has been like the worst like sleeping <laughs> because I, I like to find and research stories while I'm at the gym uh -huh. and I go to the gym at night and um uh, like 
just having this story oh because i read so many so i can find the best ones right mm -hmm. and just having like so many people's occurrences and stories and creepy stuff stuck in my head bro like at night it's so hard to sleep because everything's pitch black and that's like the prime time for stuff that i've read to happen so i'm like dude i hate this you know Dang. so i need some light or something i didn't but even think of that there's yeah. so much like that's stuck in my head from reading Dang. Yeah. it gets to you yeah as long as you're out by 3 a.m you're good <laughs> <laughs> they say after that is when that's when it starts uh, happening. at the time it's not 12 no they say it's like around 3 4 a.m that's when the spooky yeah. stuff happens Sheesh. yeah and like my um after my grandpa passed away recently um he's kind of been like visiting the other houses like right now i'm living at um a house my mom and i rented out and then she went back to go live with my grandma so at my grandma's house, like, she'll notice some stuff. Like, sometimes, um, usually before, my grandma is, like, always really nice, happy, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then recently, she's like, dude, like, sometimes mom's been looking different. And she's oh, like, no. yeah, she's like, sometimes she'll come out and she'll just be mean. And she'll start, like, bitching about stuff that she wouldn't normally do. It's like, yeah. just being super, like, ungrateful and like, oh, you don't do this, this, that for me. Like, stuff like mm -hmm. that. And then it's just like, whoa, like, this doesn't seem like mom. And she, she thought she was the only one who noticed, so she, like, didn't say anything. But then even her sisters were like, hey, like, do you notice sometimes when mom comes out the restroom, she kind of looks different? And my mom's like, yeah, I'll even look at her while yeah. she's sleeping. And I'm like, dude, it seems like she's a different person now. That's weird. Yeah, and, like, I've seen, like, a show that kind of shows, like, that multiple personality type of thing. Like, mm -hmm. every time this girl looked into a mirror. So they were saying, like, oh, every time grandma comes out the bathroom, like, she seems like a different person. And it was, like, fucking crazy. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. My, my mom has always been, like, living a life of, like, the middle ground of like i and this at least this is my belief right like the middle ground of like spiritual realm and like the real realm i feel like my mom can just really like it's super sensitive to like to like ghosts and paranormal activity and stuff yeah and i've experienced it too many times that i i feel uncomfortable with it but the times i've experienced it like um like i've experienced her being weird right mm -hmm. and and i can relate to that because like whenever she picks something up like like something's wrong and by the way she's always been spot on like never fails to like like she, knows. yeah <laughs> she knows they like we've got to improve before the, like she's spot on right um uh, but uh whenever that happens and she's like keen on something she doesn't look like herself like her you know how your mom is right and you you can tell her aura changes and she gets mad like she's easily like disturbed by things yeah. and like she it just doesn't feel medium. Dude, maybe she can, bro. Yeah. That's the next job. The thing is that she doesn't but, want to. She would yeah, rather. Yeah, she stays. She does not like it at all. But I always feel so uncomfortable because I'm like, I'm so used to my mom, and when I'm with her and she's in that state, it feels like that's not my mom. That feels like that's like Channeling something else. Other yeah. Energies. Yeah. So definitely could relate to that. Yeah, it's that's weird. why you gotta like protect yourself. And there's uh, different forms people do it, like the necklace or my boyfriend meditates to protect himself. People wear crystals. People yeah. Use sage. So. I definitely believe in all of that. Like, protecting yourself from bad energies, you got to do that. And, well, like, my dad is sensitive, too, to spirits. Like, he oh says, yeah. um, like, he has a feeling that spirits kind of, like, follow him around. Like, mm. he literally is like, oh, they kind of, like, gravitate towards me. So, like, his ex-girlfriend just recently moved into this new apartment. And they're just moving their stuff in. She just had, like, a trash can in her kitchen, not much else. And um, I think they were already saying, like, 
there is like a spirit in that house so she was already gonna have the monk come in like the next day she already planned and then my dad came into the house and as soon as like they're talking over here and then the kitchen um trash can starts spinning and no one was over there it was just spinning 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 super fast so he went over and stood next to it and like it literally stopped and then um after a little bit like he felt something like tug on his shirt and he's like oh yeah this shit's for sure here like you need to get the monk like right here that's crazy yeah that's like uh extra i don't know what i would do if something just tugged on me no like you can't even fucking fight it i mean what are you gonna do i can't body blows it the thing is like stuff like that has happened before uh to me but i i i always like play it off in my head like i'm always like that's that didn't actually happen like the other night and again this is because i'm reading so many freaking paranormal stories right but the other night i came from the gym and um i i was like um in the bathroom right and uh, sometimes after the gym I, I like to first go into the restroom and just wash my face and stuff so i went to the restroom to like put water in my face and then i was bending down on the faucet and i felt something just pushed the back of my back down no. and, I, and i'm like what the fudge and then the, in that first like it wasn't like a shove. It was like a push, and then the hand was there. And I was like, oh, maybe it's my wifey, whatever, right? And then, like, I felt, like, I vividly felt like someone was pushing, like, right there on the back of my of my back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's annoying. And then, so I was like, okay, I looked up, and it wasn't my wifey. And I was like, okay, well, that happened. And then I'm like, okay, well, I don't like the feeling of that. So I started to just, like, wiggle around and stuff, and then, like, the feeling went away. But I like Why to don't play you tell me these things? Because I don't know what it was. Like, I don't know if it was something weird or whatever, or if it was just my brain, or maybe I had, like, a muscle spasm. Like, I like to play it off as I had a muscle muscle spasm. Because I'm like, I just came back from the gym. I did my back workout. It, yeah, something. yeah, exactly. It was a little pump from the gym, whatever. That just happened, whatever, you know? I just played off. Because I'm like, I'd rather do that than, like, admit that something else could have happened, you know? So, it's scary. Yeah, I was going to say sometimes like hearing things, maybe it's like, oh, my mind's playing tricks on me. But then like physical, yeah. if someone's pushing you like that, that's something that's yeah. kind of hard to mistake in. <laughs> but again, like it's so hard to tell because I, I was reading like spooky stories. Like it could have yeah. just been a muscle spasm and my brain just playing tricks on me, you know? Being paranoid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is one thing always because it's like in the movies, it's like when you wash your face or if you're in the Dude, shower, that's what happens. Yeah. vulnerable. <laughs> but I don't know. It could be that too. <laughs> It's crazy but hopping over to the next story i know you guys were just talking about darkness and being scared of it oh yeah so the next story oh it's not gonna help i'll tell oh, you that no, i thought you were gonna say it was gonna like be good <laughs> no title of this one is the small closet door okay i went with my best friend during high school for summer vacation to his grandparents who live in a countryside in japan I stayed in his mom's old room which has a small wall closet. Just above this closet was a smaller closet door, like a foot and a half tall and about three feet wide. Just above it were designed but their house is old. The first couple of weeks, I was pretty jet lagged and Japan is hot and humid, so I didn't really sleep at night. If my light was off at night though, I always felt uneasy about that small closet space. Something about it just felt darker than the rest of the room. Toward the end of the second week, I started to adjust to the time difference. One morning, I woke up and that small door was open. It was unsettling, but I closed it and just thought maybe it wasn't closed all the way and it came loose. A couple nights later, I woke up feeling uneasy. It was dark and I could kind of see. And I could see that small door was open. It was much darker than the rest of the room, like black, pitch black. 
This was the first and only time I experienced paralysis. I was too scared to move, say, or do anything. I just felt this darkness coming from there. I don't remember sleeping that night, but I must have because I remember waking up the next morning. I told my friend about it, who said his mom told him about something like that too. When we got back home and I talked to his parents, his mom kind of choked with me saying, So, I heard you met the ghost. That's the last thing you want to hear. Yeah. Dude, you just left the whole night with that thing open and like, yeah, that could have been a ghost in there. I don't know what that. It's always those little creepy rooms. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I've already told this story like a couple times, um, maybe once uh, in previous episodes. Go check out our previous episodes of Halloween themed stuff. But to get to the story, um, I used to work in the backstage crew in my old high school, right? And um, uh, in in the in the backstage, there's like dressing rooms and stuff. I, I don't know if you've ever experienced it with your high school because like you're in choir. Yeah, mm-hmm. theater yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, so there's like in in that high school happens to have like a really old like like changing rooms and stuff like that. But in every changing room, if you go into the all the way to the end, there's another door. And it's a little smaller than the, the regular door. Little closet space? Yeah. But the thing is, it always had locks on it. Mm-hmm. Like, all of them always had a lock in it. And I never... I, 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 and I could... I always shook it to see, like, if I maybe I can open it. But it was, like, pitch black. Like, you couldn't see under, anything underneath. And I've always wondered, like, what was behind there? Like, I could be? I don't wonder. <laughs> this reminds me, like... Um, Coraline? Oh Did yeah, you? that movie scared me as a kid. Dude, me that thing too. was hella terrifying yeah. as a kid. I don't remember much. <laughs> yeah, no, I I couldn't even finish it the first time I watched it. Um, but there is no way I would ever unlock a door like that. <laughs> if it's locked, there's a reason, and I don't need to find the reason. Yeah. The thing is, like, even the stage manager didn't even have a key for it. Like, did he just, the like, there was this one time, door. dude, I'm telling you, because there was this one time that, like, um, there's, like, three or four of us that were in the backstage uh, crew, and we we went to talk to him, and we were like, can you go and open it? Like, we want to know, like, it's killing us. We need to know what's back there. And he took his big old uh, ring of keys and stuff and went there. And he tried, like, 30 keys. None of them could open that that door. Yeah. So, like, makes you think, like, what's there, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, uh, It's people like you yeah. that bring things out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to people know. Like me, I'm like, <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> Curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you like that? Yeah. I'm, my, um, my boyfriend works at a senior living home. Mm. so like he's a caregiver to mostly people with like memory care so like dementia memory problems and there's this one specific room that's like they swear it's haunted like there's um, these cabinets in there and they will literally close it and lock it up at the end of every shift like the closing has to do that and every time they check on it in the mornings all of them are fucking not only unlocked they're open they're open like who the fuck going in there touching the shit no one is and like my um my boyfriend was like testing it this one time because he usually works like more rising shifts so like 6 a.m to 2 Mm p.m and then there's the 
two to eight and then there's like eight you know like in the ams and the ams is where they experience like all the creepy stuff so he's like dude like i want to go work one of those am the graveyard shifts so that i can see when it opens yeah yeah that's the kind of stuff i'm interested too because i'm like i want to i want to see what's happening like i need to know you know (laughs) see it to believe it no i don't know because i have the opposite feeling i'm like uh i'm never going in there yeah. yeah, I told this story uh, in the previous episodes, and again, go check out our other. Um, you uh, can episodes, make a playlist now. You can. Yeah, make I'll make a playlist, playlist. at some point. <laughs> um, uh, but like talking about how like he's talking about pitch darkness and stuff within that room, I've seen that before because in the stage crew um, that I worked as, um, uh, it was like known that it was haunted. Like there's been sightings of weird stuff happening there. Well, th- someone and, and someone died there. Someone died. Yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness. So, student died. Yeah, so How? it's like was none. it some like freaky shit? Like or it was, was pretty it just, like an accident. No, I mean it was an accident, but it was pretty bad. Like the way they died, like Dang. it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. That darkness that he's talking about. Um, uh, I used to like because so there's like the general uh, changing room, mm-hmm. and then there's like the the few floors up, and those the few floors up that have also changing rooms. Um, they're designated for like this a different type of um. Uh, groups so like how you were in choir and choir and stuff yeah. uh you would use like the general ones and then like the theater people would use the second floor and then whatever people would use the third floor whatever right mm-hmm. um uh and i would like to go to the second floor to do uh to change and stuff because it was alone i didn't have to change with anybody else yeah. and i was also in choir by the way so that's why oh, <laughs> i had to go okay. out there yeah so um so just like, to clarify, because he didn't say it. So he, at that time, was in choir and worked backstage. Yeah. So he had access to that room, even though when he was there, no one else that was there that day in the theater was supposed to go up there. So yeah. he just felt privileged that he was also <laughs> backstage. So he himself had given himself that privilege of, I'll yeah. change by myself. Okay. And another kid wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wanted to hop on the same roller coaster. And I was like, no chance, bro. This is only for me right so i so he came up the stairs because this was in the second floor now mm-hmm. and uh i was like trying to protect him from going into the door and those doors were heavy dude i'm telling you like they're like heavy hard metal doors right uh-huh. and i was just there like, trying to stop him from going in and uh the door just slowly opens like just slowly opens and i, I see it behind me and it's just pitch darkness in there i cannot see anything there i was literally just in there and was able to see you know like it it was it was normal and now the door that's opening behind me and i'm looking i cannot see anything needless to say i freaked the fudge out he freaked the fudge out we slammed that door shut and we're like we ran down the the stairs because that that's creepy bro it just freaks you the fudge out when something like that happens. So there were two doors in the room. There was so things. So were like he this. had finished changing and he was coming out and he closed the door behind him as the kid was walking up the stairs, trying to get in there. Mm-hmm. And oh, then he's blocking okay. him, and then the door opens on its own. Mm, I see. I see. I thought you were on the other side and he was trying to get in. You're like closing no, no. it, but you were on the same side. Yeah, I see. The same I side. see. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I, that's that shit spooks the hell out of me all right last story here is the second floor hallway mid 90s 13 year old summer summer break i was home alone and sleeping and like i loved to before the heat rolled in anyways the phone kept ringing and ringing but the caller wasn't leaving a message so i didn't pick it up eventually they gave up and i was just about to get back to sleep 
when the doorbell started ringing non-stop. I drag my ass out of bed and go downstairs and open the door. It's the neighbor's girl from down the street. She was about my sister's age, 11 or 12. She had a bat in one hand and the cordless phone in the other. She was crying uncontrollably. I let her in and got her to calm down a bit. When she could finally talk, she said that she was home alone for that day and that a few hours ago their dog Pepper had started barking uncontrollably at a spot in their upstairs hallway. She said she had also heard banging noises coming from the same place upstairs. She had already called the police and they did come out, but everything stopped just as they got into the house. Then it started up again after it had been thoroughly searched. Her parents had been notified too, but they felt it was just her imagination, so it didn't come home. She asked me to come check it out with her. I immediately stepped on my shoes and followed her down to her house. We rounded the corner to the little cul-de-sac where her house sat. We noticed that the front door was open. She said that she had closed and locked it before leaving. But given the state she showed up at my house, I felt like she had just forgotten and didn't think anything of it. We got into the house and immediately I could feel something on the back of my neck, like a tingle. At 13, I really didn't understand what that feeling meant. But later in life, I would end up associating it with my gut telling me immediate danger. However, while I didn't understand that feeling then, I immediately became a little anxious and frightened. As we sat there on the landing to her front door, I could hear the dog Pepper barking at something upstairs, probably from the long hallway. I asked my neighbor to stay with me and to give me that bat. Then we started cleaning the house starting with the basement, then the kitchen, living room, and in the garage until we were back in the front of the house near the stairs that led to the second level. With no one else to check, we cautiously headed up. The stairs went up to a short hallway that led to the master bedroom on that left before turning right to the other two bedrooms on the bathroom, and we cleared the master bedroom. Then we were left with the long hallway of rooms and bathroom to check out. At the end of the hallway was their dog Pepper, and he seemed to be fixated on a point on the ceiling just out to the door at the end of the long hallway. Looking up, I didn't see anything, so we continued to the bedroom on the left, then the bathroom on the right, before we reached the end of the hallway where there was one more bedroom to check. It was her bedroom. As we approached the door to her room, we were startled by a slamming door behind us. It was the door to the master bedroom, a room we had just cleared together. At this point, the dog stopped barking and then ran off down the hall towards the stairs. However, as he rounded the corner, he stopped dead in his tracks in front of the now-closed master bedroom door and started growling. Right as he did this, the neighbor girl got really scared and started crying. Then she dropped to her knees, brought her hands together in front of her, and started reciting the Lord's Prayer. Right as she said, hallowed by thy name, the door to her room slammed shut, followed by the bathroom door I was standing right next to. Then the spare bedroom door at the end of the hall near the master bedroom slammed shut as well. Right after all the doors slammed, there was a giant thud above us, like someone bringing their fist down on a tabletop. In this case though, the roof was the tabletop, and the thud resonated throughout the entire house. Not knowing what to do, I just yelled, STOP! It wasn't directed at anyone, but it got my neighbor's attention and the dog's attention, and then everything went silent. The dog, the praying, the weird vibe on the back of my neck, all of it. We just stood there in silence for a couple of minutes, then we got our shit together and went downstairs. I told her she could hang out at our place for a while and she agreed. We made sure to get a dog and lock up, then walked back to my house. Mm, that's the worst one! 
Yeah. That's a lot of stuff happening in one go. But that's what I mean by like, if I'm by myself, I'm not going back in there yeah. with just me. And oh my gosh, dogs are so amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I almost got scared that they were going to leave a dog behind. <laughs> like, yeah. they were just going to unbook it and then just leave the doggy there. We usually like, um, my boyfriend and I have the master bedroom and mm-hmm. like, I always close our closet door and our bathroom door just because, like, like I said, I don't like the dark, so yeah. I don't want to look into the closet at night. Yeah. Or, like, in the rising, the sun will, like, glare at our bed, so we keep that shut. Or, like, we have the AC on. We don't want the doors open. And, like, we'll kind of just leave the bathroom door a little bit open sometimes, and but enough to where it's not, like, touching. There's, like, a gap, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it'll kind of just, like, close, and we're like, okay, that's just, like, the wind you know like we have a window open or whatever um but one time like in the same house before my mom moved out and we got the master we used to be in my room which was like in the back um it was like our second living room technically but we just put up some walls and then built it into like a fourth room and that's where i would stay and i forgot what we were even doing i think my boyfriend was kind of reading about like genies and stuff like that like uh in like aladdin and stuff and how i guess different colored genies can reside in different residences i think he said like oh if um like someone who's like depressed or has like a messy room their genie would be like green and then like a clean room with their genie would be red something like that and then there's like a blue genie but like he was talking about my room and he's like your room is messy like this isn't that blah blah and then he like left his sock like right by i had a rug under my bed and it ended right where my door was and his sock was right in the little gap like right where the door was and it was literally just one sock and he put it there and we're like okay well blah, blah. i have this thing where like i don't like to wear socks in bed so he mm-hmm. makes sure to leave it there and then we looked over and his sock was gone and we're mm-hmm. like what the heck and so my boyfriend's all talking he's like give it back genies like this and that he's all talking his shit and then we're just doing whatever and i'm literally getting up looking because i'm like wait like where did it go no nothing so i literally got up i'm like where did it go so i'm looking under the bed because i was like there's no way it disappeared um because he was looking everywhere for it and he's like baby like it's really not here i'm like no way like you didn't look everywhere so i was like i'll look and i'm looking and i can't find that shit either so we're both pissed and we're like there's no way like neither of us moved it he went to the restroom came back and we're sitting on the bed we look over his sock is there and we're Dude, like what he literally like i jumped into his hands and he <laughs> held me and we're literally sitting there like what the fuck and when yeah. he went to the restroom like, it was he still, walked by there and it was yeah it still was not there it wasn't under the bed it wasn't outside like we literally looked everywhere it was the craziest shit ever that's like a lot of uh, so again <laughs> i read a lot of stories right uh trying to put this episode together uh-huh. and uh there was a lot of stories like that where items would just mysteriously go missing and then come back. Come back yeah. yeah. There was like this lady that talked about how um she she loves to go like thrift shopping mm-hmm. and she loves to collect random little stuff that she she goes uh, that from the store, right? And uh, there was like this really nice necklace that or not necklace, my bad, bracelet mm-hmm. that she found and it was like a nice little pouch. And uh she said that she came home, put it on top of her coffee table and she was like I'm going to leave it there and then I'm going to take it to um 
to to my office or whatever tomorrow morning, right? Mm-hmm. So next day it happens, the pouch is there. She goes to grab the bracelet and it's not in the pouch. Dang. It's gone. But it, she had it, you know? Like she, when she got home, it was in the pouch. Mm-hmm. When she put it on the coffee table, it was in the pouch. But as soon as she went to grab it the next day, it was not in the pouch. She's like, what the heck? So she looked all over, right? And she at that time she was like, I'm not, I'm not a believer of anything, right? Um, she was looking, looking. She's like, dude, this is gone. Like, it's gone. And then she's like, whatever. Um, uh, she, she like, did her routine before she left to work. And then right before leaving, she she's like, all right, like, whoever you are, like, I'm, I'm not trying to harm you. Like, don't harm me. Don't steal my shit. Like, she was just screaming to the abyss. She left to work, came back. She went to go throw the pouch away, and she felt the bracelet inside. Wow. And she's like what the <laughs> like what the hell she yeah. came into an agreement with the whatever was yeah it. fine fine yeah. i'll put it back like, you're just making a joke but you took yeah. it too serious you know yeah <laughs> they were dicking on her for sure like taking just the necklace and leaving the pouch they're yeah. like trying to tease her they're yeah. like ah, i got you yeah <laughs> that's was, so funny there was like another story that's even creepier than that about like moving objects and stuff but it was like um this guy who has a, a girlfriend, and the girlfriend bought, like, this little doll from, like, a thrift store or something, right? You. <laughs> My doll. <laughs> yeah, your doll. Um, and uh, the girlfriend always claimed to see the doll move the hand, like, the little hand. And she always had it, like, on the shelf, right? And the boyfriend was like, dude, that's silly. Like, you're, you're silly. Like, you're, that's, there's no way. Like, mm-hmm. and the girl was like, no, I swear, it moves its hand. Like, it moves. And then she's like, no. And, and he was like, no, 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 right? And then one day, or not one day, but, like, one time, she um, she had to go away, and he was, like, house-sitting for her. And um, he, you know, he was doing whatever. The whole time there, the doll was just sitting on top of that drawer, whatever. It was fine. And then one day, he was, like, uh, heading out, mm-hmm. and he's, like, he went to the doll, and he was, like, okay, move your hand, like, just kind of, like, teasing it and stuff. And then uh, he he was, like, whatever, right? She didn't do, the doll didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He was walking away. Opened the door, looked back, and the doll had his hand, like, up, like that, like, if it was waving by or something, mm-hmm. like, teasing him. And Dang. he's, like, dude, he was, like, whoa, like, I'm never not going to believe again. Like, that's crazy, that, you know? Yeah. So, just goes to show, don't tease the, <laughs> the things out there, you know? Yeah, I would definitely not ask for something to prove itself. I, no, I'll, I'll go yeah. on with my life. My older brother did something to me where my dad got me a, a doll, and... I liked the doll, but my I think my older brother had a lot of fears because he watched scary movies when he was little, like Chucky, and they really scared him. Yeah. So I feel like his coping mechanism was to scare us. So when my dad got me that doll, what I think happened is that my brother didn't like the doll. The doll scared him. So he wanted me to be scared so I would get rid of it. So um, what he would do is he would move it. And one time, what threw me over at the edge to be like okay i'm throwing this doll away is he i fell asleep he woke up before me and he placed it at the edge of my bed bed. but talking about like how this guy said that as soon as he walked into the house he felt like a heaviness in the air i have felt that besides the time that i had a sleep paralysis i have felt that before and it it was the only time I was truly, truly scared because I thought there was something in the house. It was when I was younger 
and my parents and my brothers were gonna go uh shoe shopping for my brother and it was like when you know that time of the year when it gets darker sooner mm -hmm. it was one of those times it was like 6 p.m it wasn't late but it was already dark yeah. and i started feeling like a presence and i got scared so i started walking around and i just felt the presence get heavier and heavier and it's th it didn't feel like from one direction it started feeling like a presence was approaching me from the left and then right and from the front so it it's it started scaring me so much that i walked closer and closer to the door and the way that the apartment that we lived in mm -hmm. the way that it it was it's like uh, the door it's kind of protruding inward and then next to the door there's like a the wall goes back inside back in and out so i'm between these two walls and this is where the door will be and just another wall and i was just crouching in the corner mm -hmm. and i felt like they were getting closer and closer and i just wanted to cry i, I felt like they had a like bad intentions mm -hmm. but the weird part was that because I was scared and I was like, when are they going to be back? When are they going to be back? At that time, I was little. I probably shouldn't have been left home alone, but I was a brat and I was not <laughs> going to let them take me if I didn't want to go. Mm -hmm. So I left and as soon as I exited and uh, I wanted to go down to the parking lot so I can see when they were coming, I couldn't feel anything anymore. So on my way downstairs to the parking lot, I, I didn't feel anything i was like dang i'm being such a scary cat like i'm being such a child right now you're gaslighting yourself <laughs> but like because i i believed it once i exited i believed that like I, it was just me yeah. so i'm like okay well i don't see their car coming or approaching so i went back upstairs entered back into the apartment and again I felt that pressure and I did that dance like three times left and being like what what am I talking about like there's nothing there and I think it's just because it was stuck in there and as soon as I would leave I like I would it wouldn't like follow you yeah, yeah. so I would that gaslight area. myself yeah. that's exactly what I'm like dude what am I doing uh, but it's the worst feeling I know that shortly after that my mom um Put, uh, sprayed holy water like she got holy water and just like put it all over the house yeah. and you told her about that yeah because yeah. a lot couple of us had to like experience things there oh. um that's the place where when they would leave i would hear from the other room like Them my calling mom you. calling me yeah oh my goodness i have a lot of experiences where my stuff gets like misplaced and stuff too and after my grandpa passed away like he um was a big like watch and clock guy he would go to like swap meets and collect um clocks and just leave them all around my grandparents house like he had shelves full of it i oh, went dang. around and counted there are literally 50 different clocks in the oh. house like he just collects them grandfather clocks cuckoo clocks watches he'll take and he'll fix it up because he's like really good with that stuff he has like special glasses and he'll fix it and he'll bring it to vietnam and like resell it over there <laughs> so nice. he had like a business selling like watches and phones over there and stuff yeah. and when he passed away um he didn't really visit me at all like when it first first happened and they say um at the temple that we were going to they say it takes like a hundred days for them to fully like transcend and pass mm. on so we had to pray for him every week leading up to then to help him pass on to the afterlife if not the spirit will kind of like stay around and then it was after um like literally like his hundredth 
I forgot what day, how many months it was exactly, but that's when I had like my first dream of him visiting me. And um, yeah, and then like also our freaking clocks just changed. He passed on May 15th. So October 15th was his five months exactly and i i was literally looking at our clocks because like we had a power outage a week ago or something our whole city was out or not whole city but like the blocks Mm -hmm. around us and everyone on the ring was like messaging and they're like yeah my power's out too so it wasn't like just our street it was like other neighborhoods too yeah and it was just like a problem with um edison and it got fixed and i noticed that our clocks reset and i'm like okay whatever like it's just the power and then the, it got fixed at 10 a.m. And then at 4 p.m., everything turned off again. And I'm like, what the heck? What happened? <laughs> and someone's like, oh, like, I guess a car hit the pole. So it got messed up again. But they're out there trying to fix it. It's not like yeah. a main power outage. I'm like, OK, whatever. Um, but yeah, that happened like a few weeks ago. But then on October 15th, I looked at our clocks again and I'm like, why is it off? Like, why is my phone was like 8 p.m. and then our clock was like 9 p.m. And I'm like, why are our clocks changing? I was Googling like, oh, did the time change? Like, <laughs> is it fall backwards yet? Yeah. And it was like, no, the time change isn't until November. And I'm like, why the fuck are our clocks changing? And I checked the date and I was like, oh, my gosh, like it's my grandpa's, you know, month anniversary. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like he's messing with our clocks. I texted in my family group chat right away because like they all know grandpa has a thing with clocks. Yeah. And as soon as I did, like my aunt replied and she's like, grandpa. She just said mm-hmm. that, that one text. I was like, yep, for sure. That's him. So after the power outage, you guys fixed We fixed them. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's why it was like, what? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that is crazy. Yeah, that's even weird. our microwave changed times, and we're like, we don't even know how to change that <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. That's kind of nice though. It's kind of like a little wave He's to say hi. hi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's just to finish it all off in a nice note. Yeah, I was mentioning uh, my mom and my grandma. My mom is a really light sleeper. So anything wakes her up. I, I joke that if a fly passed by, she she would wake up. Um, and she says that she has been woken up a couple of times because she feels like someone sits on her bed. Like she feels like the bed sink in and she feels like a hand on her head. Aww. And she like my cradling grandma. her. Yeah, Aww, that's cute. Yeah. That is cute. So there's good stuff out there too. Yeah, I think I'd rather not experience good <laughs> or bad, but there's it's still uh, there. Yeah, aging to the yin. Uh huh. Definitely. Yeah, but I guess it's a pretty good place, wholesome note to leave this episode on. <laughs> um, I hope you guys are safe out there. Hopefully, you're not experiencing random, spooky, scary stuff out there. But it is Halloween day, I think today, right? Or Halloween? I think it's Halloween like sometime around this area. Next week. Oh, next Halloween. week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. stay safe out there in Halloween and uh, trick or treating and stuff. Hopefully, you didn't experience anything creepy in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, hopefully yeah. you got some cute tattoos. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> tattoos go cute, crazy. Cute tattoos. Yeah. yeah, just remember to protect yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually. That's yeah. right. That's right. So be safe out there and uh, get a lot of candy. You know, when trick or treating yeah. comes around and uh yeah don't try to mingle with the spirit world stay safe and like we always say i hope you guys have a great day great week great month great year great minute great life um great what emily great existence great existence (laughs) there we go and great october season and uh oh before we even leave 
Yo, check out Emily's stuff, dude. She's doing yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, check out our description below. She's always down there and uh, when she is a guest on our episodes. And she's always yeah. on that grind, so check her stuff out. Anything you want to plug before we go? Yeah, I um, just released my latest single called Visions out on all major platforms. And the music video for that, my first music video ever. Cool. Yeah, just came out on Monday on my YouTube channel. So maybe you could link that. Yeah, as well. oh, thank everything's you. linked down there. So yeah. go check it out. They're actually coming out to support me this Sunday. Thank you both. Yeah. I have a competition in Hollywood and the winner uh, gets a five day tour out in New York City. So they're going to be supporting me helping me get to the big apple that's what's yeah, up that's what's up never been to hollywood all these years living here so yeah, you're, you're basically oh. taking me out to hollywood yay we're gonna go clubbing <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right um uh, but yeah without further ado we'll go ahead and see you guys on the next episode Bye. Laters. Laters. anybody who's new who's looking at this video for the first time subscribe bro join us in this crazy neighborhood of ours and uh just have some fun silly times with us hear some of stories and let's see where the heck this goes we'll see you in the next one laters